Today we're going to be talking about the top 10 mistakes that people make that prevent them from actually reaching their fitness goals. If you've said New Year's resolutions to become more fit, healthier, and around your nutrition, around your diet, these 10 mistakes are going to really help you prevent some of the same patterns that everyone falls into and ends up giving up on their New Year's goals. Not everyone, but there was a study done that took 200 participants over a two-year period to see if they've actually stuck with their New Year's resolutions. And what they found was that after one week, 77% stuck with their goals. And after the two-year mark, only 19% did. It is so important then to actually understand and recognize these patterns and try to do something different so that you can get different results. I personally have been on my fitness journey for a while now and I have been at times more consistent than other times. But over the past six months, I have actually paid attention to and prioritized the nutrition aspect of it. And before the six months mark, I have been mostly seeing the same results. But within the past six months, I've been really consistent with my gym and also more importantly I've actually placed an importance on my nutrition. I started really learning about macros, I started learning about what it takes to create the physique that you want by just seeing how much calories you eat and how much protein that you have and really tracking my gym weight progress as well and constantly going up in weights. You can spot these mistakes because I've also done these mistakes over and over and over again that has stopped me from actually making progress and staying consistent. So we're going to go over the top 10 mistakes and you are going to be able to actually stick with your new year's goals this year and actually accomplish those goals or die trying. We are creating absolute conviction here and I really want to help you not only just accomplish these New Year's goals, but make sure that you can maintain the results for the rest of your life so that we can do this in a sustainable way and in ways that we can have long-term results, not short-term crash diets and fitness journeys. Before we get started, I know there's going to always be controversy around food and dieting and especially women and weight loss. I just want you to take whatever is going to be helpful to you and leave the rest. This is just some stuff that I personally found helpful with myself and with my clients and you can always do whatever you want. I am not a nutritionist. I am not a doctor. I am not any of those things. I am a life coach that really studies human behavior, that studies goal setting and people accomplishing their goals and being able to follow through in order to create the lives that they want. So always, always make sure that you do your own research as well with my channel and with anybody else's channel too. So mistake number one is having very vague goals and not really having any vision of what you want to accomplish or where you're going to be in a year or a couple years from now in regards to your fitness journey. So having the goals of just wanting to be more active, wanting to feel more comfortable in my body, wanting to eat eat healthier, eat less processed foods. All those things are great, but it is very vague and you will not know when you actually get there. You won't know when you're making progress because there is nothing to track. And by the end of the year, it's just like if you're gauging, if you're comfortable and if you feel healthier, it's just too vague of a thing to be able to measure and see progress and celebrate those progress so that it can keep you motivated along the way. So Attaching some numbers to it isn't always a bad thing. I think that within the fitness industry and especially with women and weights and we're all just like so much drama around it. I'm not trying to say to focus on the scale. I'm trying to say to find some 
something to track and know exactly when you, you're there, what does there look like to you. Whether that is certain body weight or a certain body fat percentage or maybe certain weights that you are hitting in the gym or maybe you finally doing like pull-ups and finally doing push-ups and finally um, benching a certain amount or actually being able to see visible abs. That's been a really fun goal for mine. You don't have to fixate on these goals. You don't have to accomplish it exactly by the end of the year, but there are targets to hit so you can actually push yourself to go to the gym and make progress. When you don't have a target, and when you don't have a vision of what there looks like, even having a vision of how you want your body to look like or having a vision of um, maybe you really strong in the gym and just like doing a bunch of pull-ups and stuff like that. Whatever that vision is for you, I want you to start envisioning yourself as having that so that when you go to the gym, it's not like, oh, I should go to the gym and I should eat healthier and I should be doing this because that's not really anything exciting and it sounds tedious and no one wants to make the sacrifices to just vaguely um, be a healthier, more comfortable person. But if you have actual specific goals that can excite you and that you can envision yourself having those goals, the tedium or the sacrifices and actually going to the gym, you would actually be willing to do those things and everything that you do is getting you one step closer to your goals. Mistake number two is giving up because you're not seeing progress and not taking progress pictures. So when it comes to weight loss, you will, it will be hard to tell sometimes if you are making progress or not, especially if you're not taking pictures because you see your body every day, you start to get used to it. So especially when it comes to weight loss, the fat on your stomach, it will be the last place to actually come off. So what you want to do is to actually stick with the process long enough to actually get to the point where the fat comes off from your stomach. So what it's first going to come off is like the shoulders, the arms, the face, and maybe like the upper chest area. And then it's going to be the stomach. But the stomach is the most common place a lot of people want their fat off. So what you want to do is really celebrate when you see the weight come off, like just kind of enjoy the weight coming off, maybe off the shoulders and face and having those like more lean toned look in those areas. And if you're focusing too much on the number on the scale, you will also discount for if you're actually building muscle and losing fat, you, the number won't necessarily have to change in order for you to look very lean. So that's why, again, it's really important to take progress pictures and use like a body fat percentage <laughs> chart to be able to tell because sometimes the scales that show you body fat and muscle mass aren't as that accurate either, but those pictures can really help identify which body fat percentage you're at and if you're making progress. Mistake number three is wanting to look toned and lose weight, but only sticking with cardio. I know it can be intimidating, especially in the beginning, to actually go to the gym and know what you're doing, especially with weights. I remember when I first started signing up for the gym, I believe I was in grade nine or 10. And when I would go in the gym, I would just stick to the cardio machines because I was, just, I just didn't know, like all the weight stuff felt intimidating. Even when I got into it for the first couple of years, I felt really uncomfortable and self-conscious in the gym. And it takes a while to get comfortable around weights and get comfortable around exercises and know what you're doing. So I understand that it is something that is intimidating, but if you want to look toned, you do need to build up muscle. And just for overall strength and health in life, you do want to build some muscle. You don't have to look completely jacked, but if you're resistance training every week and you can go up to only like a certain amount of weights that you are comfortable like having those amount of muscles like you're not going to look 
all of a sudden you're not going to wake up super muscly. I know some women don't like that, but you want to do resistance training along the way because if you're going through like a fat loss journey or weight loss journey, you want your body to preserve the muscles and lose the fat, not be breaking down your muscles as well in order to lose weight. So you want to make sure that you're eating enough protein and your resistance training through your weight loss journey so that you can look more toned and lean and you don't have to look super muscly in order to do that. So mistake number four is going from going to the gym very inconsistently or not going to the gym at all and then trying to go five to seven times a week. What happens is like our discipline is like a muscle. You do need to build it up. And what you want to also realize like the pattern, what everyone goes into is starting the new year's trying to go all out and maybe you have like summer coming up, vacation coming up and you just want to lose the weight. So you're just going to go like five times a week for like one hour and then you're going to go to the cardio machines and try to lose that weight. But what you really want to do is make sure that you can actually sustain your results for long term and not give up on your fitness journey. The really goal is to stay in the game. And in order to stay in the game, you want to build up that discipline. Instead of going five times a week or seven times a week, going three times a week is more than enough. And going starting maybe for like 30 minutes, working your way up to an hour, going 33 times a week for one hour, you can have a very beautiful like sculpted body. You do not need to go longer than that. I average four times a week, but for the longest time, I was going three times a week. And I go four times a week because I literally just enjoy going the fourth. <laughs> it's not anything like I need to do that to preserve the muscles that much. A big part of it is the nutrition and the diet part of it. And that is where a lot of people are not seeing results. So you do not actually need to go um, to the gym religiously and spend hours and hours on the cardio machine. So knowing this is the pattern most people fall into, they go try to go all out and put in a lot of effort because they're feeling motivated. And then the motivation is starting to wear off. So they stop going to the gym or they slowly just like become inconsistent with it. And then they give up and then they're disappointed in themselves or they're ashamed in themselves or they come up with some excuse as to why, I don't know, they're too busy or why they couldn't do it this time. And then they wait, wait until their next spur of motivation to get started again. So what I want you to do is do things differently. Have patience to get results because in our impatience, we end up going all out and we end up never getting our results at all. So have some patience, whatever trip or summer is coming up, it doesn't matter. Like I want you to still have those goals. You can still reach those goals, but I want you to really think about this long-term for the rest of your life. In order to do this, you want to be patient and go slowly and build up the discipline and go maybe only like three times a week and go for shorter and build it up. It's going to be really helpful to start building a healthier, more active lifestyle in terms of just not being so sedentary. So just going more on walks. If it is winter, find ways to just move around, whether that's just like having a walking pad as you are doing work, which is something that I've been doing and having finding other things like some people are really into sports. I've never been into sports, but if sports is something you enjoy, find some teams you can join in the winter time too so that you're not just waiting for the summer in order to be more active just figure out like how can I make my lifestyle for the rest of my life more active more movements so that it's not about just always going to the gym either mistake number five is giving up on your goals because you fell off the diet let's say that you 
binge ate or you had some event holiday coming up and you overate on that, you overate over the calories or you didn't follow through with your diet for a few days that week, it does not matter if you fall off the protocols that you've set for yourself. What matters is actually sticking with the goal and getting back on track. So all you want to do is fail and forgive. So you are going to fail at this because again, your discipline is like a muscle. You need to build it up. As long as you stick with this and actually don't give up, you will build the discipline you need to actually reach your goals. And you do not need to be 100% perfect to be able to reach the fitness goals that you want. So what you really want to focus on is being consistent versus being perfect. You just want to get back into it if you fall off. It takes 3,500 calories above your maintenance to gain a single pound of fat. So this means that you would need to overeat a lot in order to gain a pound of fat. You did not get overweight though from overeating once. The reason if you are overweight, the reason you're overweight is because you've been doing it consistently over and over and over again, and that's what's causing you to be overweight. So same thing goes if you want to also lose the weight is that doing this for a week or two and tracking your calories and maybe like trying to increase your the calories that you're burning throughout the day, it will take also consistency and just sticking with it in order to be able to lose the weight as well. So let's say you go out and you overeat, so you like fall off of your diet one day and you just overeat a shit ton of food, which I've done many, many, many times. And I have gotten to this place where I don't have to overeat like that anymore because I've built up the discipline and learned how to heal my relationship with food better. But it does not matter as long as you get back in it. The only time you will fail is if you actually quit on this goal. And the next day, if you weigh yourself, You will be maybe a couple pounds heavier, but a lot of that is water weight. You will eventually get back into your regular amounts. Like it takes 3,500 calories to actually gain a pound of fat. So if you're a couple pounds heavier the next day, it's not just all fat that you've gained from that one day of overeating. If you're getting any value out of this video so far, it would really support me if you could like this video and subscribe to my channel. Thank you. Mistake number six is trying to lose weight by eating healthier. What I really want to point out here is that you can lose weight eating junk food and you can not lose any weight eating healthy foods. I'm not saying nutrition, what you eat does doesn't matter. It does matter. But when it comes to losing weight, calories is going to be the main thing that actually matters. So a lot of times when I try to introduce this to my clients to just learn by tracking their calories and learn how to lose weight by tracking, they are resistant to it because they find it very tedious. So you might find it tedious at first to do it, but it is an educational tool so that you can learn about food because you're making it a lot harder on yourself by not learning about calories and protein and just macros in order to reach your goals because you will be eating really healthy, but then the foods that you're eating, the calories might be high because you're eating a lot of stuff with high fat in it. For example, one of my clients that I'm working with, he was trying to portion his foods and just eat less, but he's like, okay, I was still like pretty hungry between meals. So I was um, just snacking, but on healthy stuff, I would eat nuts and raisins. And what I had to point out to him was that nuts have a a very high fat content so they're healthy fats they're good to have in your diet but you want to see how much you want to actually keep in there because 
you can very easily over consume calories if you're snacking on nuts all day. I really want you to also realize is like the progress, majority of the progress that I've had in my fitness has been after focusing on nutrition. And the second part of it was actually tracking weight. But the majority of it was really the nutrition part of actually getting to be more lean. Now, the muscle part of it, it's always going to come down to how hard you're pushing at the gym and how much protein that you're taking within your diet as well. But just realize if you're making this journey a lot harder on yourself because you're trying to avoid the most important aspect of being able to become more lean or being able to lose more weight. And what's really going to help you in this process and not be overly hungry if you are going below your maintenance calories. So this might be switching to lower fat dairy products so that you can consume more of it, but not have as much calories. This might be having changing up some of the snacks that you normally enjoy so that instead of having like a cupcake that has like 400 calories, you can have a whole bag of popcorn for like 250 calories so that you can actually be more satiated and you can make this weight loss journey a lot easier on yourself and if you really don't want to try calories which is completely fine you can use like a plate division technique so that you can have two-fifths of the plate being a lean protein source and then the one-fifth being starchy carbs so you don't have to take out carbs in order to lose weight carbs are fine they're not a problem you just want to have a little bit less of it than our western diet normally has and then you want to add more the two-fifths of your plate actually being fibrous carbs so a lot of vegetables so that you can have more fiber and you can feel more full and you can eat more of that without over consuming calories and you always want to have healthy fats in your diet just a smaller portion so that you're not over consuming on calories so these are your nuts these are your avocados whatever you want to have mistake number seven which is one i hear a lot is that i don't eat that much and i'm still overweight what i really want you to think about is that unless you have a health condition it is going to be simple math and i am oversimplifying this because there's a lot of things that go into losing weight but i want you to really think about the basics of it is that in order to lose weight you need to burn more calories than you consume so it's going to really come down to calories in versus calories out. And what I really want you to do is to not say this unless you have tracked very accurately how many calories that you're consuming and what would be your maintenance calories or what would be the calories that you would need to eat in order to lose weight. So these calories are coming from somewhere and all you want to do is investigate and figure out where. So some of the things that people might not be thinking about that is adding a lot of calories in their diet without them knowing is the calories in drinks. Liquid calories is one of the easiest things to overconsume on because you will not get full by drinking liquids all day. So for example, if you're going to Starbucks a lot, they have a lot of sugary drinks and those sugary drinks have a lot of calories in them. So if you're putting a lot of sugar in your coffee, if you are just having drinks throughout the day, those you don't want to actually start taking a look at the calorie content and sometimes making a simple switch instead of having liquid sugar in your iced coffee to switching to liquid sweeteners, which barely makes any difference at all. You can save a lot of calories in that. I personally don't have a lot of drinks with calories in it. I'd rather save those calories for actual food. So my iced coffee, it's either black or some sweetener in it. And I also drink a lot of my teas black. Another thing that I want to point out that might be the culprit in the calories that you're consuming is the sauces that you have. So you might not be eating a lot, but some of the sauces 
that you might be adding into your diet might have a lot of calories. So just to compare this, because I've gone out and ate this and I was like, I did not know this had this much calories, but I had a Domino's garlic dipping sauce and one serving of that is 250 calories versus if you get the egg white spinach feta wrap from Starbucks, that's 290 calories and that has 20 grams of protein. So you're getting 20 grams of protein in almost the same and a whole sandwich in the same amount of calories as that dipping sauce. So sauces also like you want to really track everything so you know where these calories are coming from because they're coming from somewhere. And another one where the calories might be coming from is the oils that you add to your food. So a tablespoon of olive oil is 119 calories. So if you're adding a lot of oils into your foods as you're making them, that's just going to really add up. And also another one is snacking. So people might be like, oh, I don't eat that much, but they might be snacking a lot or they might be snacking a little bit, but it might be on things like nuts and that are very calorie dense that don't really fill you up too much. What you want to make sure is you're tracking everything so that you can understand food you can make this process easier. The calories are coming from somewhere. And it is also a lot harder to burn off those calories by doing cardio versus not eating them in the first place. You can eat a whole MacBook, <laughs> MacBook. <laughs> eating a whole McDonald's Big Mac meal is about 1,100 calories. And in order to burn off 1,000 calories, you need to run at eight miles per hour for one hour <laughs> to do that. So that's just an example. Depends on the activity, depends on your weight and everything like that. But it takes a lot to be able to burn calories where you could just not eat as many calories in the first place. You can have a very full satiating meal for 500 calories with lots of protein instead of having that McDonald's Big Mac. So the other part of the equation is how many calories burn. If you are very sedentary, it is going to help if you do have more movement throughout the day. If you just even focus on getting more steps in, that is the second part of the equation that you can work on. But I think that it's really important to make sure the amount of calories that you're taking in, you at least have awareness around it, where those calories are coming from. And then also to supplement it, you also have more movements throughout the day, more steps you can incorporate. Because especially as you try to lower the amount of calories that you're eating, your body will try to compensate because it has a survival mechanism. Your body will want to try to reduce the amount of calories burned through the movements that you do subconsciously called NEAT. So that's why it's also important to just be cognizant and try to move more and walk more through your weight loss journey. Mistake number eight, which is something that I've been doing for many years, is wanting to get abs. And in order to do that, watching a lot of those ab videos on YouTube or whether that's on social media by influencers. So when it comes to abs, it is about an 80-20 rule. So 80% of it is diet, but there's also the 20% that is the actual muscle that you want to work out. Now, if you work out the muscle, if you do not have a low enough body fat percentage, it will not show. But around 18 to 20% for women of body fat, that's when your abs are going to start showing. And then with men, around 10 to 12% of body fat, that's when the abs show. The diet part of it will get you close enough to that range in order to actually see your abs being visible. Eventually, if you get low enough of a body fat percentage, your abs will show even if you don't do a single ab exercise because everybody has abdominal muscles. It's just the fat that is covering 
the abs so you can't see them. So the abs are still there. Eventually, if you get very, very low in body fat percentage, you will see them. But what you want to do, the 20% is actually train the muscle, the abdominal muscles, so that it can really grow like any other muscle in our body so that you can start seeing your abs at a higher body fat percentage. Especially for women, it's estimated that around the 15 to 17% body fat percentage, you tend to stop having menstrual cycles. So it's really important to not get to that point and it's really important to not have your abs goals be that important that you stop having your menstrual cycle because it's not healthy for your body. So what I've been doing in order to reach my goals of having visible abs is getting as low as I can on that body fat percentage and my goal has been 17% and seeing if I can maintain that and if that is a healthy percentage to maintain but even being at the higher percentages I still am able to see my abdominal muscles the more that I've been training them so what you really want to do instead of doing those um, body weight exercises that doesn't actually effectively build up ab muscles is to do weighted ab exercises like how you would train any other muscle in your body this was such a revelation that I found out because I feel like it was such a big secret that most people are not actually let in on because everything that you see is, oh, like I have really nice abs and I've been doing it. I've been getting these abs because I do body weight exercises. I will link down a very amazing video by Jeff Napard that goes through how to get abs in a very scientific, amazing, fact-based way. But you really want to incorporate weighted exercises, whether that's hanging leg raises and work doing the modifications until you can do that and doing weighted crunches. Those two exercises are everything you need and you can do it two to three times a week and have amazing abs as long as you can get your body fat percentage low enough, the 18 to 20 and the 10 to 12 for men in order to actually see it. Mistake number nine, which is one of the biggest mistakes that we've all done in the past is going on unsustainable diets. Now, having unsustainable diets is just not going to work. And that is a term, <laughs> unsustainable. If you're cutting out full like food groups, I don't know if... I don't know if keto long-term has worked for anyone by just cutting out carbs completely. Maybe it has, but what I really want you to focus on instead of cutting out any food group, cutting out processed food altogether, junk foods altogether, is to not reach for perfection, just reach for consistency and progress and just have an 80-20 rule. I used to be like the people that want balance and 80-20 are like the ones that haven't made it yet and they they haven't reached the discipline to be able to do 100% perfect. Little did I know that not a single person that I personally know has ever reached 100% perfect. And every time I try to like be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna like reach for progress and like try to completely kind of like cut out this thing, it just goes back to me reminding myself, oh, you cannot have perfection and there is no reason to reach for perfection. All you want to have is the majority of your diet, the 80% whole foods, nutrient-dense foods, full of protein, fiber, healthy fats, and then the 20%, you can have the processed, the added sugars or whatever else that you want that is going to help you sustain your diet long term and have this be actually a lifestyle and be able to maintain the results. When I work with my clients and they go, they like want to do this like, oh, beginning of New Year's, I want to just go keto. I want to completely like cut out 
junk foods and I want to eat really healthy. What I also remind them of is like after reaching the goal that goal weight or whatever goals that you have for yourself, let's say that you actually stay consistent and reach it. What then? Because if you go back to your regular diet, you will gain the weight back. If you've gone to your goals by some method of like completely cutting out carbs, if you actually reach that goal, are you ready to just completely not have carbs for the rest of your life? Even if you go back to maintenance, like you just can't go back to a regular diet. So instead, learning to construct a lifestyle and a diet that is able to be sustained for the rest of your life and never reaching for perfection because in our pursuit of trying to get our results as fast as possible, a lot of people never get to the results in the first place. And cutting out things is only going to lead to cheat days and it is going to lead to binging and lead to feeling completely restricted. You want to have some restriction in getting to your goals, but not feeling overly restricted. And I don't personally believe in cheat days. I don't personally believe taking a break from things because that just suggests that we're going about things in an unsustainable way. And we're trying to construct diets versus actual like lifestyles that can be sustained. Like, I don't get what would be the point of just reaching a goal and then going back to how your lifestyle was before. So this also means that not avoiding going out to restaurants and hanging out with your friends because you are on this diet, learning the 80-20 rule, learning to just make better choices at restaurants, learning to still be able to have the cake, but just a small enough portion that you can actually stay on track with your goals. Mistake number 10 is going about your fitness journey and your weight loss journey based on stuff that you've heard from your friends and family or from people on social media without actual reputable science-based <laughs> research behind it. So what I really want you to do is whatever methods that you choose to make sure that it is science-based approaches rather than just doing it because some social media influencer or anybody else that just kind of told you that this worked for them. So for example, like drinking green tea causes fat loss or drinking apple cider vinegar, those things at the end of the day are just myths. What you really wanna do is make sure that you are maybe following some reputable um, people that go through the science-based evidence for these things and actually make weight loss simple versus like having these marketing buzzwords of going on detox and having superfoods and uh, having some like supplements, bunch of supplements that you need to take. If you actually want to see your fitness goals through this year and be able to stick with it long enough to see results and be able to sustain it for the rest of your life, I would be happy to help you accomplish that. I'm working with a lot of my clients on their fitness journey right now and I am able to help prevent a lot of the mistakes that I've seen in myself and in other people that prevents them from actually following through and it leads them to giving up on their fitness goals again and again. If you want to avoid a lot of these mistakes and understand your brain enough to realize how to get yourself to take the actions you want to take in life in order to see the results you want to see, make sure that you fill out the coaching application in the description. What's really helping my clients right now is actually creating accountability with our consistent coaching meetings 
where we actually track your progress along the way to make sure that we are making progress. And whenever we set certain actions to take with my clients and they don't follow through, it gives us the opportunity to explore their thinking, to explore their beliefs, to show them how to process their emotions so that they don't need to use food in order to feel happy or in order to solve for their boredom or stress so that they can actually stick with their goals long term and build up the skills to create this as a lifestyle, not just something that they reach their goals and they gain the weight back. And what's going to be really valuable is after you fill out the coaching application, you will have an hour with me where we can look in detail when it comes to your nutrition, your lifestyle, your exercises, and really take a look at where the problems are in terms of your thinking, your belief systems, why you're stuck at where you are right now, and how I can help you get to where you want to be, your goals. And if I find that you qualify for my coaching, then I have a 100% money back guarantee. If you don't reach your fitness goals by the end of the coaching package, you will have your money back. So I will see you guys next week with another video. Bye.